0: of course, is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, nitpicky. Picky, I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a parkour champion. you got me mad now. What is your name? Yeah, as always, with my man-man pots and pans, Nick McCone. That's me. It not matter what your name is. You got a back, nigga. I don't really know it's like you think that you do. I'm Brian Isley. Oh, oh, my God. God. Is he the, third man? He's the third man? What oh. the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good.
1: No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. Well, the spe- skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this
0: again. Oh, it's live, Al. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. I give me a hell yeah!
1: I said, Give me nail, yeah.
0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, out there in internet land? My name is Vaughn Johnson. I'm joined as always by my main man, Potts and Pan, the Philly voice and Philly influencer. And you are listening to episode 215, like the area code, baby. It's a Philly show because we, this area code 215 out here, if in case you didn't know, for those who aren't from Philly. And did not know the area code is 215. And because we're from Philly and this show is now episode 215, this show is lit now. This is episode 215. But before I, I, I'm all out of sorts now because I guess got wrapped up in the 215 area code thing. But we are available on a multitude of platforms all over the internet. But before I get into those platforms, I got to do my weekly check in with my main man, Pots and Pans, as I alluded to earlier, Nick Pacone. Nick, how are you doing, brother?
1: I'm doing good. And if you're this hyped up about Episode 215, I can't wait for episode 267, North Philly represent.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: that's... And then my area code, 484, now we're going to have, that's 200 more episodes, so I can't wait for that. A
0: little while to go before we get to that.
1: And it's 610, Uh I can't wait for our 610th episode. Yeah, it's like Upper Darby. also Delaware County.
0: Yeah, it's like Upper Darby, Delco, yeah, you're correct. Two six seven. I mean, it is a Philly area code, lesser known than the two well, like one five or two one five. Very much lesser
1: known. But funny, funny enough, I get a lot of calls from two six seven. Go figure. When I'm closer yeah. to two one five. Right.
0: But we got a lot to talk about on tonight's on this here show. Recording this on a Thursday night. So as I sit here, I'm watching Thursday night football. And you I'm, would. What else am I supposed to watch?
1: Yeah, you got the Flyers and you got the Philadelphia Union playoffs, baby. Oh
0: well, I forgot about the Union playoffs. My, no, that's it's honest, okay.
1: They're losing, so it doesn't matter. What's the score? One nothing, but oh, one the one. second second half just started as we started recording this podcast, so it's very much possible the game will be over by the time we are over. True, but uh, uh, I knew you'd be uh, I knew you'd be tuned into the football game though, so I've been switching back and forth all three channels. So I
0: don't have the embassy Sports Network channels at mm-hmm. my house, so I got files, so I don't have those channels, okay. and I don't know what channel the oh it's on ESPN two, the, the yeah. But I do got Fox 29, <laughs> and that's the same channel that SmackDown is on. SmackDown Live is on, but we won't talk be talking about that on this show. We got a lot of other things to talk about, including AEW, NXT ratings, because the the fourth installment of the Wednesday Night War just took place just yesterday, after, last, yesterday last night, I should say. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, give, give our thoughts on new show, kind of. But our larger discussion tonight is going to be what's keeping pro wrestling from being mainstream like it was, say, 20 years ago. Because in our ratings discussion, we will talk about the fact that the ratings have dropped off for each show each week since they've kind of been on, they debut on their respective networks. That's AEW on TNT and, of course, NXT on USA. The audience has dipped each week. This week is kind of an, an aberration, but still, the numbers have dropped off each week consistently. So what what... For one, we talked about a couple of weeks ago the fact that this is not a wrestling boom period that we're in, and we'll kind of dive into that discussion as well. But my, what I wanted to talk about is like what is missing from pro wrestling at large that's keeping it out of the mainstream consciousness that it was in, like I said, only 20 years ago, uh, which seems like an eternity ago, but it's still like it wasn't that long ago. We're not talking about a century ago, 50, 60 years ago. We're talking about 20 years ago. We can, I think most of the listeners listening to this podcast can remember 20 years ago. I know me and you can because we're over the age of 30 uh, and like, you know, teen, teeny boppers or, you know, preteens at that point. So, yeah, we're going to talk about it. But before we get into that discussion, let me remind you about where you can find us on these here interwebs. Of course, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on Spreaker, we're on TuneIn Radio, we're on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Our new mothership, straightshooters.com, right?
1: Shootersradio.com.
0: Shootersradio.com. Why did I get our own website wrong? I am dumb. It's through Simplecast. We don't want to, you know, the Simplecast link saying the Simplecast URL is a little bit harder to do than saying shootersradio.com. We can find a whole bunch of episodes. All of our episodes are up there right now through shootersradio.com. That's a nice, clean, simple URL anyone can remember and type into their search bars on their web browsers. Of course, we're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash shootersradio, where you can subscribe to exclusive content for the nominal fee of $1.99. live commentaries, deep dives, career retrospectives the whole gambit. We've had special guests on there, and we're going to have some more coming up soon over at patreon.com slash shootersradio. And, of course, our main shows, like the one you're listening to right now, the main offering, the flagship, so to speak, shootersradio.com. Where you can find us on your desktop or browsers, but of course, we're also on those apps that I in those podcast apps that I mentioned just a moment ago. Now, AEW and NXT.
1: Now, I have not heard about these ratings yet, so you are breaking news to me right okay.
0: now. Okay, well, I shall find a uh, pull up a story that has the official ratings. I saw them on Twitter earlier, and I know for a fact. That they both took another step back this week. Uh, now, to, to be fair, yesterday was the second day of the NBA season, but essentially opening night for ESPN's broadcast schedule on it with the NBA. People here in Philly, you knew the Sixers' home opener was last night, played the Celtics, we won by double digits. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Trust the process. Uh, they have Portland versus Denver on. That was after like both shows went off the air. That game was a late start. But Sixers in Boston, you got Philly. They're like, you know, the Sixers are favored to win the East. Boston, traditional powerhouse, big market as well. So, of course, that didn't help. Also, you had game two of the World Series, the Nationals and the Astros. Uh, of course, that's, that's obviously big. That's on national TV as well. So, it's understandable that both shows didn't see viewership increases. <laughs> And I'm not totally surprised that they took viewers. They they took a hit in viewership, but they didn't like take. They didn't nosedive. You know, they they kind of they for the most part held up. I would say. Okay. For the most part, uh, AEW had 963,000 viewers. That was the first time below a million. Oh man. But again, they're hovering.
1: Well, what I, are the dirties saying, man? They're probably going nuts.
0: I don't. I don't think they should. I think, <laughs> again, they, they, you you can. It's fair to say that they have seen decreases every week, but I think I expect them to be back over a million next week, unless there's. I mean, there will be basketball on ESPN. I'm pretty sure on, on Wednesday, every Wednesday night. But I feel like yeah. this particular Wednesday night was a big one because it's, open, it's like the first game on ESPN is Sixers Celtics. That was a big deal, and of course, you had Game Two of the World Series. I don't know the World Series schedule. I guess I can look that up real quick. <laughs> to see yeah. if they're going to play next Wednesday. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure that's going to depend on whether the – Oh, X- boy.
1: So that would be October 30th. It is yeah. possible. If there's a Game 7, it will be Wednesday yeah.
0: night. A game yeah, So seven. That's only a week away. <laughs> so Seriously. As, as if the series goes that far. Right. The way it's looking, it might not. Nationals are up to nothing. Uh, it would take a lot for the Astros to claw all the way back and then somehow get three wins and – the Nationals win another game and this goes to Game Seven. But as you just alluded to, if there is a Game Seven in the World Series, it will be next Wednesday night. So AEW, NXT, better hope and pray that one of these teams closes the other out in six, because <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to compete with a Game Seven, even in baseball. You don't want to do it. I don't know, War Series uh, I don't
1: know the no, on, World Series. Ah, not even in
0: baseball. No, World Series ratings aren't like they don't crush like. <laughs> Let's be honest. World Series ratings don't like just dominate like, let's say, an NFL game does. NFL games dominate that prime time. Like You could put a World Series game up against a, a Week 8 NFL game on Sunday Night Football and they have comparable ratings.
1: I agree with you, and it's completely baseball's fault because why the hell would you start a game that late to begin with? But well, that's another discussion. The game is at 8. Another it's, on, day.
0: it's in Houston, so that's a 7 o'clock start in Houston, I'm pretty sure. But Oh, well. That's, that's neither here nor there. It's also eight o'clock in Washington too. That's that is pretty late. I I would I'd admit that. But I guess the thing is, people are definitely going to be home by eight o'clock,
1: right? You would think. Right, if it was Game Seven, they would be in Houston. So. Right.
0: So that if if they get that far again, ratings are probably going to be right back to where they are now. But if that doesn't happen, I expect AW to top a million again. And XC, on the other hand, they drew six hundred ninety-eight thousand viewers. Like So they took a step back. I, and again. If both show if they if there's no game seven of the World Series next week, I expect NXT to go back up a little bit, maybe, not top a million, but maybe the seven hundred seven fifty thousand range. And like I said, AEW to draw a little bit over a million.
1: I think because I said it,
0: they they should hover around a million every
1: week. And I think this is a perfect example of other programming kind of taking precedence over wrestling because I think both AEW and NXT had their best shows so far head to head, both like both of their shows were the best since they've gone head to head so um it was a great night for for wrestling but as you can see other things take precedence and we'll we'll get into that later of just why because it, i think it's all about the mainstream aura of professional wrestling right now
0: yeah like you said, like you know that that's a valid point but let's let's focus on that discussion what are your thoughts on now that you know AEW's ratings and NXC's ratings what are your thoughts just based you know just in a vacuum, what are your thoughts on their numbers from last night? And what do you think about the shows? I mean, I guess you just said they right. had their best shows, but if you want to get more detailed thoughts on each show, feel free.
1: Yeah, I had uh, obviously AEW on the TV, World Series, Sixers game, and NXT all on my multiple devices and on my laptop uh, a few couple screens going on so i was watching everything you know as much as i could the thing with nxt was you know you're gonna get great wrestling um i wasn't you know when you're watching it on mute and on a separate screen than your tv you don't know you don't you might miss like a promo here um you know like Character development type things, so I got to go back and rewatch NXT, and I'll probably do that this weekend sometime to see if I missed anything in terms of any, any character development, if storyline storyline advancement, if they're running like backstage segments, type, that type of. Thing. Um, obviously the Finn Balor heel turn was, uh, the best part of the night, and obviously AEW was off the air at the time. Uh, World Series uh, by that point, I think it was still a close game, but, so. You know, I, I'm obviously going to watch the end of NXT and I wait till it goes off the air to completely turn to the World Series on my TV. But, you know, I didn't expect that. So I thought that was kind of like a great turn and it's going to make people want to tune in next week to see like why I'm sure they, they won't explain it via social media. So maybe if they have Finn Balor on next week and they kind of go, why? Um, and I think there's a lot of good stuff they can do with this, because it's not like he's aligned with the Undisputed Era. That's not how it came across to me at the end of the program last night. So there's a lot of different ways they can go with that, so I'm looking forward to that. And then AEW, you have like obviously the Great Wrestling, the awesome, awesome segment with Cody uh, and company, you know, Dustin Reynolds, uh, TDP, and MJF walking up there, and then Cody taking the scarf and punching the glass. I thought that was great, but could have done without this random WWE shot again like we've talked like they don't need yeah. to do that and it had nothing to do with the it's like okay you hate Chris Jericho and this is supposed to be real but you, you had to take a shot at WWE because you know it's like it, it was just weird to me and it's so out of place and then first of all Cody was there to make an announcement we didn't even get an announcement so That type of thing is going to happen in wrestling. And that's the type of thing that (laughs) reminds me of, like, that's what WWE does. You know, AEW is supposed to be different. You know, like, if make an announcement and then do that segment or whatever. If you're going to say there's going to be an announcement, make the announcement and then do do your segment. Like, I, I don't understand why that whole thing was planned the way it was. But once Cody punched the glass, I was like, okay, this is awesome. Like uh, any other gripes I had about the whole thing, just feeling weird about the WWE shot and then just like no announcement. But when Cody, you know, just punched the glass, I was like, okay, this is awesome. So that was my favorite segment of the night. I'm sure it was the favorite segment of a lot of other people. Uh, The draw at the end, I thought I would like draws more uh, because, you know, it's quote unquote realistic but to me now it's almost like draws are just as unrealistic as main events ending right before or there's a pin or a decision right before the show goes off the air it just seemed weird and like i I don't think i was necessarily a fan of the draw at the end of the end of the night
0: Um, i vehemently disagree about that yeah but as long as they overdo it if they don't overdo the time limit draw then it's perfectly fine we've talked about it I've literally for years but, in this podcast. So, so what's, the in WWE. what's the difference? What's the
1: difference of not? Uh, okay, you, you don't want somebody to lose. Why book it anyway?
0: Well, here's a, type this, thing. this is a TV match. This is not like a the Hell in a Cell finish where you sh- there had to be a winner. This is a TV match, and if you're building something bigger, and you want there to be something bigger between these two down the line, uh, time limit draw is a perfect finish for that. If you do it, if you do it,
1: but so's a DQ. Awesome.
0: But that's. To me, this is how I felt about time limits. It doesn't make any sense not to have them. The match shouldn't just magically end as the show goes off the air. It just makes it more realistic when you have time limits. MMA has time limits. Boxing has time limits. Kickboxing has time limits. And rounds or whatever. There's some type of timed aspect to it. Why doesn't pro wrestling have a timed aspect to it? It doesn't make any sense. It did back in the day when NWA was on the shows. WWF just, for whatever reason, just didn't like to do them. And they've kept that that way for decades. I like it. I, to me, it adds a more realistic element to it. You, they don't just wrestle forever. There's a time limit. Okay, you got 20 minutes. If you don't, there's no winner, it's a draw. Now, if you're a booker, it's a way that you can, in this case, keep both guys strong. You can still have a big match on TV. You keep both guys strong. And if you want to do something else later on, like, say, at Full Gear, the next pay-per-view... And they add a stipulation to it. Let's say it's no disqualification or there are no draws or count, there, there's no time limit. Like something like that, you you have a different type of match there. And you have a decisive winner at the pay-per-view. Whereas TV, you don't have to have a decisive winner if it's a time limit. That's a tool in your toolkit that you can use as a booker where if you want to keep both guys strong, you can have a time limit draw. If you're trying to get somebody over, like say that Darby Allin, Cody Rhodes thing that they did with the time limit draw. Perfect. Darby Allen don't necessarily want to beat Cody Rhodes, but you want to make Darby Allen look good, have him go to a time limit draw with uh, Cody Rhodes. Darby Allen was better for it. Cody Rhodes didn't lose anything from it. You have a time limit draw, and that's it. It's just one more way to get past having to beat certain guys every night. Now, if you abuse it, then you. It's their fourth run.
1: week of TV. That's why. This is the
0: first. This is the only time they've done it. There's only one time, and if they consistently. And it can, it can go system two system. months
1: before doing this
0: i don't think it's that big of a deal at all i really don't it,
1: it doesn't annoy it, it doesn't annoy me like i'm i'm putting off i'm just saying like i didn't expect it this quickly and then that like yes where do they go from here we're always talking about okay something happens let's see it out let's see it play out first before really making any decisions whether we like it or not but uh I don't know. It just felt, I don't know. Maybe it was the referee at the end. Like, you could tell that he was stalling for the countdown. Like, it, that type of stuff, to me, makes it feel less realistic than it really is. It, it's not going to ever feel like it was, you know, like in the 80s and early 90s when there was actual draws, especially in WCW and NWA. I know they had a lot where it was like somebody in a submission hole. Why, why couldn't have been like that? Like, it, it was a pin, and then you could see the ref just kind of, like, delay because uh, there was going to be a draw so that type of thing maybe it's just the ending that i didn't like why well, couldn't have been like a submission where thing ran out, time maybe, ran been out. Or maybe they were outside of the ring just brawling why not something like that rather than a pin where you could see that it's completely telegraphed and maybe, it, did, it didn't feel real to me
0: maybe it could have been better executed i just don't mind the fact that they exist i mean you look at old shows back in the day especially like live events house shows they would do what they call 60 minute Broadway, which is I'm pretty sure that's a 60 minute time limit draw. And they used to do that a lot, yeah. you know, <laughs> like that used to happen a lot on in main events and pro wrestling shows in the 70s and the 80s and you know and whatnot.
1: Which is interesting to me because that was that seemed even though they had TV, that was like their business, the house show. You know, you don't want to have your champion lose, so you you but you don't have the challenger lose. You you have those draws. Right. So he, the next time they came to town, you know you you. We absolutely would buy a ticket that type of thing i get that more than i do i got it then more than i do in 2019
0: well i think it's a lot of the same principles that play with john moxley and pack you know you don't want to be either guy and then you might have them face off i'm pretty sure they're going to face each other at full gear or is it going to be cody not cody uh moxley and omega like something's going to happen between them Later on down the line. So there has to be something happening later on down the line. That's that's the only thing that makes sense. Or, again, you just don't want to beat either guy yet. But you had a big match. They had a good match. They fought each other to a draw. That happens in real sports all the time. As far as, like, MMA and boxing, they have draws. They usually The fans usually don't like it. They want to see a winner. But that's what happens sometimes. And in this case, it's not like it's a judge's scorecard. It's a time limit. They ran out of time. So that's how it goes sometimes. I agree with you. that I thought the brawl on AEW was great. But... Uh, And I thought that the finish of NXT was great with the whole fan battle. I thought that stuff, all that stuff was good. Like, the thing is, both of these shows are good. And if you're choosing one side over the other, you are missing out. If you're choosing NXT over AEW, you're choosing AEW over NXT, you are really missing out. Like, as a fan, watch both shows. Because there's something, there's, there's great stuff on both shows. It's worth watching. If you don't watch at the same time, obviously, you can watch one on demand or on the WWE Network as far as NXT. But watch them if you can find the time to do it. Obviously, you got lives. I got life, so I don't feel like watching <laughs> wrestling every minute of my life. But if you got the time and you got the you know, the energy to watch another two hours of wrestling, check both shows out, man, because they're both really good. Now, that's leads into our next conversation. You kind of alluded, alluded to this earlier. Both of these shows are hitting. Like they're, I don't say they're hitting on all cylinders. There's obviously some things that could be improved in both shows. But for the most part, these shows are good. And they're both good because they're competing against each other, which is another thing we've talked about in the past. And I hate, like, I don't want to pat ourselves in the back here, but we said, like, if both shows are on the same night, they're going to compete. That means they're going to go at it head-to-head. They're going to put on great shows every week. That's pretty much what we're getting. But it doesn't mean any new people are watching these shows. <laughs>
1: like,
0: the viewership is decreasing. Now, la- last night, we can say, hey, you know, World Series and two big basketball games against Sixers, Celtics, two major markets. And even though it happened after the shows went off the air, but you still had Nuggets, Blazers on that night. Like, it was a whole night of basketball for ESPN. The
1: Goldbergs on ABC.
0: Yeah, that too. You know, um, what else was on? There's a lot of stuff on. American yeah. Horror Story was on, all that stuff. Wednesday's
1: but a good night for TV. It is. It
0: definitely is. But Practical Jokers was on, like, every day, all day on True TV. <laughs> 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 love some That's practical a great jokes. show. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> you can watch it for hours.
1: <laughs> like, you know what I would love to see, time. like, that? AEW and you know the ter- some of the other Turner properties kind of like and because the Impractical Jokers are big wrestling fans so I would love to yep. see them intermingle somehow down the road.
0: Wasn't uh, Sal Sal was on Steve Austin's show on USA?
1: Yes, and he uh, was at Raw well, they did. It, he was yes yeah, Sal and then Q I think and also in in an episode they had like a punishment. For at House of Hardcore or something like that, or
0: yeah, you're right. It was Tommy. either
1: House of Hardcore or Impact Wrestling. It was with Tommy Dreamer, so Tommy Dreamer, And,
0: and uh, Velvet Sky were on the show too. Right, yeah. They were so, all on the show. So, yeah. uh, despite that, those guys <laughs> love wrestling, but it doesn't yeah. seem like everybody else loves wrestling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good. I love it. I, I was waiting for that. Uh, it's, segue. It's,
0: true. it's just like, <laughs> and and it's not like like you can blame WWE and. And for Raw and SmackDown, because the, the ratings aren't good because the product isn't good. And it's like, if the product was better, the ratings will go up. Well, <laughs> when you look at AEW and NXT, sure, they're not Raw and SmackDown from a name value standpoint. But they're still, you know, you look at AEW, it looks like a major league promotion. NXT has fans, it has notoriety, and WWE promotes it heavily on their shows, So, you know, it's got... The name recognition, except the machine behind it, the promotional machine behind it. They are putting out quality shows week in and week out, yet they're losing viewers. So like, apparently the solution isn't put on good shows, put on quality shows. Something is missing. What is preventing wrestling from, from one, losing viewers week after week, and for two, just getting kind of back in that mainstream consciousness of fans? What is preventing wrestling from getting people who don't, who aren't diehards like us? Me, Nick. And everyone else who listen to this podcast or listen to any wrestling podcast, if you listen to a wrestling podcast, you're probably a diehard. But what is preventing the normal, the layman person from saying, you know what, I'm going to watch this pro wrestling stuff at night? What do you think is missing from pro wrestling at large? Uh,
1: the fact that if you if you watch a show and you like it, you, you go to work the next day or you go to school the next day and you really can't talk to anybody about it because not very many people watch the same thing you did. That's like, even if it was a good show.
0: But why like, is that though? Like what why isn't like we, we, you remember what it was twenty years ago when we were in school? Everybody watched. it. You didn't have to worry about what right, it, right,
1: that, like that was so different, you know. It, because when I was all right, let's say like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, blah blah blah. For me personally, that was when wrestling wasn't like that popular. So people just knew like Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. Uh, not even Bret Hart, really, even in 92 or 93, 94. Like, Bret Hart wasn't at the level Hogan was or Warrior was when I was, like, in kindergarten or first grade. It wasn't until Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock became big. And where I went to school, The Rock was more popular than Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I remember Survivor Series 98 when everybody watched it. And the next day, everyone was asking me if I still liked The Rock after his heel turn. And I remember going, ah, and they were like, oh, the- hell with you like nope <laughs> they love the rock no matter what so it didn't matter what he did you know he turned heel they turned heel with him so um it's that type of thing where the the, the star got bigger than the brand which only helps the brand out and we've i've said before I've, you've said before on the podcast where the wwe brand and now everyone's focuses when when they think about wrestling they think about WWE they don't think about anything else so whatever WWE is doing is what the the more mainstream thought process is so when they're not cool like you said last week on this podcast WWE is not cool it's not a cool thing to watch nowadays when you're not cool it's like it's what everything with the products there's not enough like Smackdown going to Fox we see more of that Mainstream thing on other programs, but it's been years since we've seen like pro wrestlers on mainstream type shows on ESPN. But even before WWE's deal with ESPN, like years ago, when they would have that segment every Tuesday or something like that on ESPN news, like they were nowhere to be found. They weren't on the major networks, they weren't on like talk shows, they weren't on the late night shows. Where even in the mid-90s, when wrestling was at a low point, you could still find these wrestlers on shows like uh, the Leno, uh, Letterman, those type shows. So, like, I'm not seeing that anywhere. And when they are, it's like John Cena when he's already done wrestling. So, it's just, like, not cool to watch wrestling now in a way that, like, you can't go to work or you can't go to school and be like, oh, did you watch Raw last night? Did you see bray wyatt you know like because most of those kids are asleep anyway by the time he comes up but uh it's i think it's poor planning in terms of like when when can you maximize your hottest star on your show should be right at the very beginning Uh, no matter how many weeks in a row like whatever is the hottest star if there if there's a different hot star two weeks from now like you open the program with them i don't think they open the program enough with, with that hot star like you can't open
0: well, there is pro- no hot star <laughs>
1: that's what i'm saying like you can't open with just the wrestling match every single week which what people want they're tired of the formula we're tired of the formula but sometimes the formula works especially when you have a hot star but there's really no hot stars and i, I read earlier i had uh, seen a video of seth rollins at this uh i don't i don't remember what it was but he had called aew the minor leagues and talked about like a Kenny Omega match down the road and was like, well, if Kenny wants to come up from the minor leagues, you know, we're here, we can wrestle at WrestleMania or whatever. He was answering a question from a fan. And then I read, I haven't listened to it yet, but Jim Ross's latest podcast with uh, they go over buried alive 96. He went, he went in on Seth Rollins for for that comment because it doesn't help the industry as a whole. So when you're, yes, you're in a competition, but when you're like belittling people like that too, you're, you're kind of hurting the business as a whole. So it's like – I think it's a double-edged sword. There's no cool people, and then guys like Seth Rollins try to cut the competition from the knees where he makes – he, he belittles them and, and do all that. But then, like, what does that make you? Because you're not even cool. So, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I don't know. It. it I know I'm rambling right now, and I don't know if anything I said made sense, but that's kind of, <laughs> nice. that's kind of where WWE is right now, and we're even AEW to an extent. You know, last last night was their best show of the four, and uh, hopefully they can build off that moving forward. But yeah, right now it's just kind of like. Anything other than Wednesday night, it's kind of like, wow, like, what am I doing?
0: You kind of, yeah, I kind of, like, echo your sentiment. It's like, it's wrestling at large, not just WWE. It's also AEW. It's, to us as wrestling fans, it's so cool, right? Oh, it's just that. But if you got that wrestling bubble, you got to look around and see, like, what's actually, what's, what are people actually doing that's, like, hip and, like, current? Wrestling isn't hitting on any of those beats right now. You know what I'm saying? You look at music, you look at sports you look at other things happening in social media which is part of my job right now is to look at this to find cool stuff uh you know we literally have a slack channel at my job called cool stuff because we just whatever we can find we put it in there and like oh this is cool and we might you know it might get the juices flowing or something like that um that's literally what i do for a living and i know other people do it as well but like I think wrestling fans get kind of caught up in that bubble, as we talked about in the past, and doesn't mean that it's actually cool outside of that bubble. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't, it, it's just not, it's just not hitting right now. There aren't, and I know this is a WWE issue a lot of times, like, there aren't any compelling characters because WWE doesn't let them get over. AW is in its infancy stages, so you can't really knock them for that yet. I'm sure if they got a character that's compelling, they would push it straight to the top and let that characters spread its wings and fly as high as it possibly can but as of right now they don't really have them yet you know they don't have that the people that are going to make people stop and say yo this person is current they are now they are hip they are cool i want to watch this this person now wwe has i think a couple people like that like i think the street profits kind of fit that bill but but they also give them bad material sometimes and they Make them less cool. People like Finn Balor. He looks kind of cool and hip and current, but they, when he was in the main roster, they made him look less cool, you know, by putting him in dumb situations and stuff like that. WWE is, is really good at making people feel less cool than they, what they should be. AEW doesn't quite have that problem yet, but even still, to me, AEW's biggest problem, even though it's good product... It looks a lot like WWE in a lot of different ways. And you don't want that. If I'm AEW doing everything I can to look different from WWE, but they still, because a lot of people who work for WWE work there now, they're kind of sort of similar.
1: Put the ring. Too similar. Put the logo on the ring mat. That's what I'm saying.
0: They don't have that
1: right now? I thought they did yeah. have that. No, they did for the pay-per-views, but for the TV, they just have a plain old ring mat.
0: No, I am not disappointed, you. I'm sorry.
1: It's it's the worst thing that they
0: They have. might have it for the pay-per-views.
1: Yeah, but. Still, like, why not have a dynamite logo in the in the ring or just an AEW one? Make it yeah, look cool. God, I like the ring. The ring actually reminds me of the. It's like a, a cross between WCW and Ring of Honor. With the turnbuckles, remind me of Ring Ring of Honor. The ropes remind me of WCW.
0: Mm, so, maybe that's maybe that's not a good thing. <laughs> <'Cause> it reminds <laughs> you of something else. Of course, a wrestling ring is a wrestling ring. It's going to look like wrestling, but
1: at, at least it's not like a six-sided ring, which I never uh, got into. I gave it a chance. I just can never get into it
0: ah uh, i don't know it's just it, it's, there's a besides just not being cool I don't want to tell you that they're just not cool right now which is true let's not overstate that like that is true folks but there's there's something else missing too it's just and this is what it is is it diversity is there enough diversity in the crowds that's also missing too from pro wrestling that you look at least you, when you look at the people who are at the shows I'm not saying the people who watch I'm sure there are diverse there are, i know there are di- a diverse group of people who watch wrestling on a week-to-week basis but the people who are at the shows mostly males from 18 and 34 or 20 30 years ago it was females it was older women it was older men it was kids there's all kinds of different backgrounds in there and you didn't just hear that same voice and the same tone in the crowds all the time so maybe that's missing it's just it's it's a lot missing right now or is it just so many options for people i you know it's it's a lot
1: yeah and but it's there's options where people can actually watch it on their own time. They don't have to make sure they're available from eight o'clock to 10 o'clock on a Friday night. Like they can watch it whenever they want, which I think helps nowadays, um, especially with NWA, by the way, which I have fallen in love with. I love NWA. Those three episodes so far have been awesome. Just the feel of it. And, you know, the the wrestling action is fine or whatever it is, what it is, but just the feel of it, you know, the promos, they're totally building, different. they're building stars, and uh, Damian Sandale's back for, for goodness sake, like it's awesome just watching that. But uh, like you made a good point about the crowds. AEW's crowd last night I think made the show better because they, they were, they were hot like the whole time, and you don't see that at a, a main, in like a main wrestling show on TV every week anymore because even I mean, though Raw is three hours, like that's a long time, and
0: it, it was you, the hottest crowd since 1997 at least, right? <laughs>
1: Uh, dude, this Definitely. is where the hyper. This is where the hyperbole really gets to me sometimes. Hyperbole, I, hyperbole whatever. On, People baby. say it both.
0: No, they don't. I never heard of hyperbole yeah. in my life.
1: Whatever. I I actually prefer hyperbole, but I said hyperbole because I thought about it before I said it. So that's hyperbole. that's why. Yeah. It always um, like a... But like stuff like that, that was like a Voices of Wrestling tweet uh, last night. Oh, this is the hottest crowd since 90s, at least at least 1997. And
0: I'm just like, what? Wait a, like, then... wait a second. And I had to jump in, I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Like... We're essentially forgetting about 1998, 1999, and 2000. Yeah. yeah like it... those crowds, and quite frankly, both sides on WCW and ECW in WWE weren't hot like i'm pretty sure goldberg had some hot crowds in 98 when he was yeah. on the undefeated streak i vividly recall him when he won the world championship there was a the georgia dome was going nuts right let's not forget steve austin was pretty big in 1998 and 99 and the rock yeah. was a big baby face in 2000 people hated triple h
1: mankind was popular mankind tag got teams big ass crowd response
0: right when he won the title the, for, for the first time uh, in 98 uh, yeah. when jared remember they, when they pump fake jericho's title Win in Penn State. Yes, yes. He thought was... everybody thought he won a title, and he didn't. <laughs> yeah. People went nuts.
1: That was huge.
0: That was 2000.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that was not
0: 1997. Yeah.
1: In fact, 2000 came after 1997.
0: By my count, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So beware of the hype beasts, folks. That's the. They're there. out
1: there. They're out there. There's plenty of those with that have the check marks that are out there too, where they'll get on that train and listen. I'm all for the excitement for for a new product. I'm all for it, but when when you say things like "this is the hottest crowd since 1997," like in all pro wrestling, it it didn't even quantify it. It was like, "this is the best non WWE crowd." Of since 1997, then I would be like, okay, there maybe, but no. <laughs> like, they, they quantify it as like every single wrestling crowd ever since 1997 has not been as good as this one tonight. Like, that's where you get me. And kind of like, I try to ignore that type of stuff, but sometimes it's just so outlandish and so hyperbolic. How about that? How about hey, that? There
0: you go. That, there you go. Uh,
1: <laughs> that I just, I have to just say, I have to tweet out LOL and then quote tweet it. And, uh, you know, that's that's that type of thing is just it makes me and I try not to be this person. I don't want to be the person that sees something that's ridiculous and then just go against it because of how ridiculous it is, because then it's like, man, no, like it makes me feel like I'm against AEW in a way, but I'm not. So like it's where you have that delicate balance between like BS versus I'm really happy that. AEW is on TNT every Wednesday, and I hope they do good and give WWE legitimate competition at some point. So uh, it, it, you just got to stop with the hyperbole. How about,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, let's just pump the brakes, folks. And same thing like we're talking about, our discussion. Wrestling boom, it ain't here. It ain't happening. You, that's not the case. Wrestling boom does not see two shows lose thousands of viewers every single week for a variety of reasons. Not enough compelling characters. Which that's I think that's the biggest thing. There just aren't any. This isn't anyone in either promotion that's gonna make you stop and go. Yo, I gotta see this person. Like Steve Austin in '98, and I know this is probably a bad comparison because he's one of the biggest stars that's ever been yeah. in the ring. But there were people who didn't like wrestling. Watched Steve Austin. Right. They didn't care about the wrestling. They didn't and think it. about match ratings or. Nothing like that. They just wanted to see what the hell was Steve Austin going to do this week? And what the hell was Vince McMahon going to do this week? (laughs) What the hell was The Rock? Oh, The Rock. He's got those catchphrases. He's got the shades. He cool as hell, man. I got to see that guy. Who in the hell in in either promotion right now is like people who don't give a damn about how good the matches are want to see? Because that's what's really going to make people watch. You watch these shows like these other reality shows like Love and Hip Hop or whatever black and crew the people get behind the characters they get that they want to see some the people on the show they they get behind these people who they cheer for and root against but who is that person right now in wwe that people are going out of their way to see it ain't kenny omega right now i love kenny omega it's great but i don't know if people wanna, who don't normally watch wrestling again that's what i'm talking about here Who don't normally watch because how is it going to grow your audience how are you going to get those people to stop and go yo this guy is cool i don't know if that's they're going to see the guy acting like he's a Terminator doing that. Or the guy – or the, the tag team with the tassels on their legs, like the Young Bucks. Again, this is coming from a guy who likes the Young Bucks. The ordinary yeah. person is like, I'm like, uh, what?
1: Yeah, I'm not he's even sure. WWE
0: guys, Seth Rollins th- – how many wrestlers that's another thing. How many wrestlers got the long stringy hair still? I don't is that a style that's is, is that a hairstyle still in vogue? If Seth
1: Rollins still had the blonde in his hair, people would like him more. I no, truly really believe
0: that. That's not in style anymore, man. I don't he, know that that was ever in style. He
1: he he stood out. He stood out, but not for the right reasons. Yeah, for absolutely the right such
0: reasons. A goof with that. He
1: was badass.
0: If he if he cut it short and I'm had gonna like, do some, that. If he cut it shorter, or had like a he wore like a man bun all the time, or maybe if he he does wear the man bun sometimes, if he cut it shorter and had a, like a cool hairdo, I don't know. It, it, there's not enough hipsters in, the, in wrestling, maybe. I don't know. We more hipsters or something. I don't know. It's just no it's one is coming through like that. They they kind of just all fit that mold of what wrestling was five, ten years ago.
1: Yeah, I'm not even sure. years ago, people want to tune in to see Brock Lesnar. You know, like everyone's kind of just like he's he's boring now no matter what he does so uh he can't talk you know you have Paul Heyman as his mouthpiece we, you brought up when people would tune in every week and say what's Austin gonna do what's the rock gonna do you knew that they, they were so they were dynamic they get yeah. th- and you don't have that many dynamic characters now in pro wrestling Austin could talk he could do skits backstage and he was great on the mic at, in those skits like v- very uh uh, what's the word? Very like uh ad libbing, you know, like he, he
0: spontaneous.
1: Yeah, like that type of stuff where Ooh. you know, you obviously don't get that now.
0: And, Union down two nothing. Not was, good.
1: I saw that, so I just eight, switched it to the flyers. Who are up eight, two
0: 80, down eight, two nothing in eighty six minute. It might this might be it.
1: Yep. So I turned it off the flyers are up two nothing. So no flyers. Yeah. that's the opposite effect. <laughs> <laughs> um so Cut you off. like no, it's it's like, Lesnar doesn't have that, I and mean, who else in WWE would, like, they try to make Lesnar this larger-than-life character, and I, granted, in 2014 and 2015, they made him seem like like that monster, but that has a shelf life, and in 2019, I don't want to see Brock Lesnar as the champ. I, I just don't, um, and I'm not sure a lot of people do either, where I— the, they thought the same way I did like five years ago, they were happy to see Brock, you know, have this run with the title and not show up every week. You know, we we talked about it on the podcast when we started that we, we thought it was a good idea. And even on Twitter we would talk about it. It was a good idea that you didn't really need the champion at every single show every week. But Hulk Hogan, we brought up Hulk Hogan way back in the eighties and nineties that he never showed up every week at every single event and he was fine. Like people didn't seem to have an issue with that. So uh it... Austin and the rock and even Goldberg, Goldberg didn't really have like skills, but his, his whole thing was just like the histrionics of everything. He would, the entrance and then what he did in the ring, which was like high intensity moves and quick matches that the crowd didn't have a chance to really get bored with because the, they were, the match was over in like a minute, uh, and they they just loved Goldberg, you know. They it's just not happening now. And it, a lot of it obviously is WWE's own fault for when when they had before AEW was even considered. When they had Cody, even when they had all these superstars years ago, they just did nothing with them to to try and make them the way they made stars back in the late nineties. Like Val Venus was huge as a superstar, like he yeah. was very popular. Yeah, you know, like. It's all in the promotion and they just they dropped the ball when they decided to go all Hollywood and and try to write it like a a Hollywood show every week instead of a wrestling show that, you know, in a way, like I understand why they they did it. But they definitely dropped the ball with so many people that they could have really made a lot of money with over the years, you know. Roman comes to mind. Like, yes, he's in a high-profile match right now with Tyson Fury, and people are going to say, "Well, if you're Braun Strowman, would you rather have the title right now, or would you rather be in that match with Tyson Fury? What would get more attention? Obviously, it's going to be the match with Tyson Fury, but
0: is this really getting more attention?
1: Before that, when he was lingering like two for two years, what would Braun rather have been?
0: Is this match with Tyson Fury really getting more attention? Like, I'm on Twitter every day. And I don't see anyone outside of wrestling talking about this match. I haven't seen that one headline on any website talking about Tyson Fury going into wrestling. It's a good thing in because I, of- I
1: don't want, I'm, not gonna, I'm not even watching Crown Jewel. But uh, that's a good thing, I think. I mean, maybe not for Braun, but uh, maybe it's a way WWE be like, hey, maybe we should
0: it just, consider Wrestling has a way of making people look less cool. You put Tyson Fury in a box. I mean, obviously, people know it's real in boxing, so it's different but Tyson Fury is known to have this personality and he's colorful character and the people want to see him talk. And then when he, at least at WWE, they get him in WWE. And I think the same thing would happen in AEW to be quite honest. Cause it's just, it's just pro wrestling at large. They have just has a way of making people look less cool. Maybe that's just how the public public's opinion about wrestling, but it just, he would, he just, the, the coolness comes off of him <laughs> wrestling. Now. Off. It, yeah. It's just, it's just not a good thing. Now, you could say, argue that wrestling is common part of like nerd culture, but it's not even the coolest part of nerd culture now. Like, you know, it's cool to kind of be a nerd nowadays. It's cool to know everything about every Marvel character in existence and all the DC stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's not seen as like, oh, you're a nerd, dweeb, nothing like that. You know, you look at this, that's that's mainstream stuff now. Do you see comic book movies are making all the money? So they're not even the coolest part of that. It's like, what, what is it? Like, and these are, look, look let's get this straight right here. We love pro wrestling. We love it so much. We talk about it every week for an hour. Hour out of our week, devoted to talking about pro wrestling. And it's been that way for now four years, over four years. We love this. We want it to be back in the mainstream consciousness. We want nothing but for each promotion to succeed and and it grow and expand and all that stuff especially aew i want aew to succeed because it's only gonna make wwe better which in turn makes everyone better but it's just not clicking right now man it's just not we just got to sit back and admit to ourselves as wrestling fans like the thing we love and we adore just ain't hot right now it ain't it ain't it right now from a broad standpoint quality wise it's great i think we're seeing in ring some of the best wrestling that's ever been done at least for us from an athletic standpoint uh, I think, like I said, Wednesday nights is a fun night for wrestling as far as AEW and NXT. Mondays and Fridays aren't always fun because they're just kind of drab and boring because that's how WWE presents the shows nowadays. But there's much more that, you know, than just that. Of course, you got New Japan. You got Ring of Honor, which is struggling right now, yes. unfortunately. But you got AAA. You got CMLL. You got Impact. You got all these different promotions all around the world. NXT UK even, you know. If something for everybody, you can get your your hands on it. MLW, Beyond Wrestling, you can get your hands on it and you can enjoy it. But it just ain't grasping the masses like it used to. It's just, it's weird. Because athletically, it's more exciting athletically, but apparently that's not it. Apparently that's not the reason why people... Tune into wrestling. It's, it can't be because the wrestling wasn't that good twenty years ago as it is today. Right. It's you just all it in. has to be the people. It has to be the character, it has to be the people yeah. that are involved and make people want to go out of their way to see. And right now, and pretty much every promotion that exists on the planet, there aren't there isn't anyone that people have to go out of their way to see. And until that happens, we're gonna keep seeing AEW hover around a million, maybe lose viewers this week, maybe gain a little more in the next week. Eight, WWE's ratings going to continue to just slide and slide and slide into new lows, because that's just what's going to happen. It's unfortunate, and just like I, said, like I said a couple weeks ago, just because wrestling is on all over TV doesn't mean that it's a boom. It's just, it just so happened the way it is right now.
1: Yeah, and I think you, you hit on it, man. It's like people don't want to tune into wrestling to watch the wrestling they want to tune in i'm saying like the masses. like we're not talking about hardcore fans that do tune in every single week we're talking about that mainstream where you know like when brawl was getting like sixes and sevens against nitro it was like remarkable numbers and you know different time time. oh absolutely and that's where like and obviously I come back to to Tyson and Austin on on Raw, the next morning before school, I was seeing it every single – like that Monday night, I didn't really think much of it. And then the next morning, it's like on ABC, CBS, NBC. I'm just like, holy crap. Like, I never saw – wrestling on those stations unless it was like saturday night's main event but
0: well mike tyson was also like the most recognizable athlete right right
1: athlete. so like when we talk about mainstream i think that's like the biggest example yeah. we can use in modern the modern era but
0: if you got drake to be on wrestling that would get those types of eyeballs or like yeah. ariana grande or somebody well, like i remember that.
1: when wwe tried lavar ball you know i think it was it was like Kind of after I think uh, he made kind of like waves with with his brand and everything. It was like a while after that, but they tried and not it worked sure like a it really day works. or two.
0: <laughs> now it was about it. But um, yeah, it's just it, you, it's it's about the people. I mean, and you you got to hook people in with the people, and then once you got them, then you can show off how great your wrestling is. I think people can still get involved, get into a good wrestling match, if whether they're really that deep into it or not. But in order to hook them in, you got to have the, the compelling character. I think that's the biggest issue with pro wrestling today. And I don't know if that's on the talent or that's on the promotions. It's probably a mixture of both. But that's what's really missing. Again, though, I think I think most people will enjoy a good, exciting wrestling match. Go, oh, look out that flippy did! But you got to get them in the building first. And back in the day, you should talk people into the building. You got to do that with TV. You got to talk them in front of the TV screens. And you got to, you know, or Maybe the strategy is totally different now because it's social media. You got to go to where the people are, and they're doing that through social media. But is that, is that even working? I guess. But TV wise, it's not. It's not working. That's and not the audience, nice. you, you watch, and you, when you watch on TV, you look at the audiences, the crowds. They're not. They're, it's the same type of crowd every week. It's not, it doesn't signify growth when you have the same type of people at your shows every week. Yeah, Maybe if there's, there's a more diverse fan base, diverse audience in, in the crowd every week maybe you can look at them and be like yeah this, this is it might be coming back but until then it's, it is what it is doesn't mean wrestling isn't strong doesn't mean wrestling isn't healthy because it's both it is both of those it is strong it is healthy and it's and it's good and it's in a good place and in, there isn't a, it isn't a complete and total embarrassment to itself you know what i'm saying like it's still a respectable industry at the end of the day but it just ain't popping right now It ain't really popping, so until it is popping, we're gonna be here talking about how it ain't popping, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I think obviously, I don't think it needs the mainstream to succeed. We've seen that. I think most of our lives, it hasn't really been in the mainstream. You know, for that boom period, it was only really in the mainstream from what ninety eight to two thousand one. Yeah. Because by the time two thousand two came and they did like the brand split and everything, I think that was that the whole mainstream. Type thing it was long gone by then. So, uh, you know, it's, it, I want it, like you said earlier, I want it to be in the mainstream because it makes it more exciting. And, you know, we see it on the news or something like that. So, like, this character did this with this celebrity or something like that. It, it's, it was fun back then. And even as a teenager, like, I knew what pro wrestling was at, at the time in, in 1998. Like, I knew what it was. So I knew it was all, you know, uh, planned and scripted and you know i didn't I've, i probably still thought ecw was real at the time <laughs> but uh you know just I, i'll go back again the tyson and Austin thing that was what really made it click for me that wrestling was a big deal now you know when i when i saw it on the news channels and that lasted for a good two three years four years almost so uh yeah i it seems like an eternity ago though compared to you know, what we see nowadays week in and week out, even when they try and get th- that hint of a little taste of mainstream when they have people on like Monday Night Raw or even SmackDown, it, it's just not grabbing anybody anymore. It's more of a punchline than anything.
0: Yeah, it kind of is. Whenever some, some chaos and happens in another sport, oh like, man, this feels like pro wrestling.
1: Yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> what, what is one what, what of your tweets that blew up? Uh, was it uh, an basketball game when somebody flopped and you're like oh yeah the gif of like mr perfect flopping off the turnbuckle that was
0: great
1: (laughs) you know that's what wrestling is nowadays to the the mainstream it's like what what gif can i find to properly uh describe like what just happened in the sports game or something like that (laughs) you know yeah which is funny like i enjoy it but that's kind of where the mainstream is at with pro wrestling right now what gif can i find Mm, that's where we
0: are it's just Let's temper our... I don't want to say temper our excitement, because uh, you're allowed to be excited. Just temper what we're thinking about where the industry is. It's in a good spot, not necessarily a great spot. but could always be in a better spot. With that said, we're in a good spot.
1: Not a liver <laughs> spot. Not my dog spot. spot. My spot. By the way, that's a great podcast. I enjoy listening to that, Arn, the Orange Show.
0: I've so. listened to a couple yeah. episodes, and I, I did enjoy it.
1: Yeah, And they just they actually just talked about it last week, the... Or two weeks ago, the uh, the whole with Anderson retiring and then the the promo with Kurt Henning taking his spot. So my spot. That was a good little good little flashback.
0: Not my dog spot. <laughs> my spot.
1: <laughs> well, that sounds so funny coming from you? Like I don't know. Not my dog spot. I'm. I guess I'm my trying to picture you like Kevin Nash, like the bald, head, <laughs> big belly. That was just ridiculous. Great stuff. And very interesting that there were some hurt feelings after that so i'm glad that i you know there were no reports you know it was coming right from the i'm not gonna say horse's mouth right from arn's mouth so very good listen so everyone out there should listen to that podcast after you listen to this one
0: right listen to to us first i mean if if you're hearing us say this you are listening to us but listen to them too it's a good show uh but right now we're in a good spot to wrap it up for this week's show episode 215 here in, in the two one five. So Nick, take us out with some plugs.
1: You can follow us at shooters radio on Twitter and on Facebook at facebook.com slash the straight shooters and look for this podcast and a lot of other ones on phillyvoice.com and phillyinfluencer.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Nick Picone.
0: I am at vaughn M Johnson on Twitter. You can find me on social media. If you can't find me on social media there you can always find me out here in these streets. I feel like I haven't said that in a while. I don't know why, but it's true. It still rings true out here in these streets. Of course, if you want to find us out here on these interwebs, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio Player, FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, and the new mothership ShootersRadio.com takes you straight to a simple cast page. You can find a whole slew of episodes of our past shows on there shootersradio.com and of course patreon patreon.com slash shootersradio for more exclusive content for the nominal fee of only $1.99 for Nick Picone I am Vaughn Johnson thanks for listening to episode 215 of the Straight Shooters and we'll catch y'all again next week peace
1: not my spot anybody spot dog spot liver spot my spot